0: Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists.
1: Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick, and I'm Eddie Wilson. Joining us on the other end of the tin can and string, but we're going to edit it to make it sound like they're actually here with us. Uh-huh. It'll be like, you know, hello, there. I'm waving, and he looks at me and says, "Why are you waving at me? I'm right here." Ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the uh, the the web line and string for an encore. Yes, we are talking
0: with. He said he'd come back, and he did. He he definitely. He took did. us up on our invite. Oh my goodness! What what are we doing wrong? <laughs> Joining us is
1: legendary video game voiceover actor Yuri Lowenthal, who you might know as the web snapping webhead himself, Spider Man, Peter Parker. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, begin. Yuri, <laughs> welcome back. Why?
2: Why are you waving at me? I'm right here. I don't know. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's <a> riff-
0: <laughs> did it with two hands, in fact.
2: I, right, right. I'm I'm happy to be back. I didn't know I didn't know that the deal was I I would claim to be back and then not actually come back. If 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 I you, you, you could you could always let me know that that's the deal.
1: I mean, my dad said he'd come back after that pack of smokes, but you know he just never uh,
2: did. And you never saw him again. Damn it.
1: No, he just you know ignores me as I walk by him. He's like, son, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> But let's just get it out of I the way immediately. That. But a certain video game sequel is going to be happening in the near future on the Sony PlayStation 5 called Spider-Man 2. But We can, we can finally say that. We can finally say it, but otherwise, can't really talk about it. So, ba-da-da-da-da-da. Aww.
2: Yeah, un- unfortunately, that's, that's all we can say pretty much is, yes, as you expected, there will be a Spider-Man 2.
1: There will be there will be venom in this one. That's all we know. Well, I mean right? maybe. I mean, he had those big white eyes, the you know, the sp-
2: That'd be would be a hell of a fake out if we, we didn't figure out a way to cram venom into this game.
1: The villain is just, you know, speedball turned bad. And I'm like, eh, eh why not? <laughs> Oof. But we can talk in the meantime about two things that have happened. One, the PlayStation Five port of Spider-Man. As well as yes. Spider-Man Miles Morales, they're pretty yes. neat, aren't they?
2: Yeah, they're gorgeous. And 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 again, you know, I'm embarrassed to say that I have not finished. Um, I've not, you know, platinumed either of those games because uh, I suck. But um, but you know what I have played, and then and then usually when I get uh, when I get frustrated, I, I just hop online and uh, watch other people play. So um, yeah, it's glorious.
1: Eddie's not much of a gamer himself, but he has watched the video game footage on YouTube
0: of the Spider-Man games, and
1: Eddie, what's your general impression of them?
0: It's, it's very, very impressive, actually. So I would make you look really good, Yuri, so don't fear.
1: Okay,
2: excellent. Maybe, maybe you and I will play together sometime, Eddie. It'll be, it'll be embarrassing for both of us.
0: Oh, me more. I'll take the top billing on that, I wow, think. Peter Parker and Eddie. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's almost like <laughs> we're
1: predicting Spider-Man 2. and
2: it... <sighs> Right. But Make it's... sure your last name's not
0: Brock. Uh, let me get you back to you on that.
1: <laughs> he has to go for the name change.
0: Right. Now you got to change it. Great. Great.
1: And it's just so cool to be able to see that these games... First off, the Spider-Man PS5 HD... It's a remaster, but it was already HD. So what are you really remastering? Oh, yeah, I... but I disagree. It's gorgeous sir.
2: gorgeous sir. Maybe that's what they... That's the er in remaster is also gorgeous <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always confused by what a remake and a remaster and a reimagining and a reboot, you know, they're, yeah, it's weird.
1: I mean, honestly, you know, when I got my hands on uh, the Miles Morales game, part of why I wanted to get that game was because of the uh, PS5 remaster. And just, there's so much different stuff involving the game, such as, you know, the added-on bonus of new costumes, one of which is the Andrew Garfield Ooh. costume. And yes, so shocked to see that.
2: Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm just still thrilled that people are so thrilled about new suits in the game.
1: I love it. When you see the bombastic bagman costume, that's one of those, like, <laughs> it's, it's a cut, but it's like, wow, really? But it's so fun yeah. to use. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I keep waiting for them to do a spider cop, uh, costume, spider cop skin, but, uh, no dice. No dice.
1: The fact the Spider-Cop one has not happened yet is like a major disservice. So fingers crossed with the uh, Spider-Man right. 2. Although, I are they still doing added-on you know costumes for the game like with some of their most recent updates? They've got to be.
2: I don't know, to be honest. Like I said, I suck at playing, so I, I'm, I'm not in the loop on that. Um, I think Spider-Cop deserves his own DLC, but you know, I'm so far the only person who thinks that. So.
1: Now, is I doubt we'll Sp- see it. If Spider Cop did happen as DLC, would you include the mustache? Because you can't be a cop without a mustache.
2: One hundred percent. Yes. If I were in charge, and I clearly am not, um, then uh, then yes.
1: And it's it's just so cool to be able to see also some of the the updates for what the game was. There's it's a much. It was already a great experience to be able to play, but then looking back on it, you know, with the updates and everything. It managed to improve on something that was already perfect. How is that possible?
2: Uh, magic Insomniac. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. They, they're. It's probably why they're doing a Wolverine game too, uh, because they they clearly have the magic. I, I wish I could explain it.
0: Yeah, point of clarification, please, if you wouldn't mind, on the mustaches. It's it going to be a certain type of mustache? You know, like the curly Q type, like uh, the Oakland A's pitcher, oh, Raleigh no, Fingers?
1: No. I'm going with like a Dan Severn, UFC Hall of Famer Dan Severn. His kind of mustache, the big bushy one. Or like, you know, the, the guy from uh, Invincible, the father
0: from Invincible. The J. Jonah Jameson.
2: Totally. Yep, that, that broom. What do they call that? Not a broom handle. They call it a, 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 a brush, brush. I don't know. Yeah, the J. Jonah, the J. Jonah Jameson.
1: Okay. And... I will be remiss if I don't mention this, but as a uh, thick eyebrow boy myself, I admit with the PS5 remaster, I was partially bummed out that Webb had lost his thick brows and, you know, you know, his brows are, are thinner. That's true. I, 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 I need, you know, to be able to be looking at him. and I'm like, hell yeah, we have to use, you know, uh, Nair. I don't mind. I'm fine with that. Yeah. From time to time.
2: Sure. No, I I I get that. You wanna you wanna play the game and really feel like you're looking at yourself. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And in regards to what is, you know, the future of these games, obviously we can't talk about five, but we can talk about something that is considered the future. Miles Morales PS five and PS four. How did that come about?
2: That I uh, you know, I don't know. You know, they don't include me in those uh, you know, early conversations about what they're going to do, but um, but they knew that. I mean, you know, they they left off that first game with we knew we you know we wanted more miles, and so they did, um, and and it was always you know and that game was always going to be him in the forefront. That was going that was Miles's game, so so I I knew that if I was going to be in it at all, it would be you know little bits here and there. And it was, uh, was kind of a nice bookend. Although they did manage to, to stick me in a little more with uh, the, uh, the tutorial stuff. Um, and I, ar- you know, arguably my, my favorite moment of the work that I did on that game was uh, doing my best Dwight Schultz as uh, when I was pretending to be the vulture in one of his uh, tutorials. Uh, and that was, that was a hoot. That was another one of those uh, Spider Cop moments in the sense that they brought in the scripts and they said, Okay, nobody thinks this is going to work, but we figured we'd give it a shot.
1: I like how you used uh, it was a hoot it in regards to a vulture, but it's more you know of an owl oh! kind of thing.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I think it would be more both, of a... Both, ah! both raptors.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. I had to put my arms out to pretend they were wings. I'm a child. It worked. I could, And I thought I the same tell.
0: thing. Vulture, hoot, I like that. Yeah, it's all birds.
2: Hmm. Yeah, excellent. Excellent, it worked.
0: It's for um, the birds.
2: Yeah. It was it was it was a good time. Let's just say let's just say uh, many many laughs were had that day.
0: Right. birds of a feather.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And when it came to this game, you know, it's funny because you mentioned that you have not platinumed uh, the PS5 Spider Man, and you have not platinumed this version of the game. Myself, I haven't even finished it because I kind of want to savor this game, and that's one of the things about you know when we talked on the previous episode back in 2019 with Spider Man. The comment I remember reading the comments on YouTube when uh, Evan Filcara reposted it. Mm-hmm. The one comment was, "Wow, it took them a week to finish the game or two weeks to finish the game." I'm like, I'm like, yeah, because I, cause I want to take my time with the game, please. That's,
2: that's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna start using that as my excuse for not having finished the game. Um, is that I wanted to savor it. So, people will be like, Yuri, why have you just, why have you only ever 3% at your own game? And I'll be like, because I'm savoring it, man. I'm savoring it.
1: <laughs> There's something about the Miles one where it's the perfect time of when it takes place. You have it during Christmas time, you have it during the holiday season. Yeah. And as someone who loves going down to New York City and seeing New York in wintertime and seeing, you know, the snow on the ground, this, you know, the, uh, the blue uh, ice melt and everything, you know, stuck in the snow makes it look like there's a bunch of dead Smurfs. It's a wonderful... T-
2: <laughs> it really is. It's my favorite time to be in New York. Like, like starting about now um, through the end of the year is, is, is my favorite time in New York.
1: And in regards, by the way, you know, speaking of New York, as of this recording on uh, September 28th, 2021, one of the things that, you know, got me thinking is conventions are starting to be a thing again, and... Hopefully, yeah. one day we can see you at the uh, Empire State Funny Book Fair, or as it's more commonly known, as New York Comic Con.
2: <laughs> I I would love to. I, I you know I haven't for obvious reasons I haven't been doing any uh, in person uh, conventions this year. But it's been a long time since I've been to New York Comic Con, and I you know I used to live there, and and I, and I always love going back. I, I didn't live at New York Comic Con. I used oh, to live. Um, that that'd be that'd be kind of kind of crazy but it's like like what is it um uh what is it the, the bear the, the the bear book where we as a kid and he's in the department store and he lives in the department store and like it's not Paddington but anyway um sounds familiar I, I, though yeah I, yeah I did I did Corduroy Corduroy I, I wasn't like the Corduroy of New York Comic Con but um but I used to live in New York and I always love going back and it's it's been many years even like pre-pandemic since I've been to to that show and yes, I think when, when I start going to conventions again, I'll probably come back with a vengeance and I'll probably force my way into you know the doors of New York Comic Con.
1: I hope so. I mean, honestly, it's it's one of those things where I've gone to the shows and I see a lot of video game voiceover actors. Shout out to Nolan North. I got to meet Nolan at uh, Terrificon in Uncasville, Connecticut, and I had also I had briefly uh, name dropped you in the middle of everything. Just, you know, Aww. hi, how are you? You're a lone thaw. Anyway, so things are...
2: <laughs> Just the name. He was like, who? Yeah.
1: And it's funny because, you know, during that previous episode we had mentioned, you know, in regards to the relationship between Spider-Man and Deadpool and how Nolan is Deadpool as well, I still mm-hmm. want to see that crossover one day. It's got to happen.
2: Oh, man, I, keep, I push that all the time on Insomniac. I'm like, you know what would be a great mission? Um, Deadpool, uh, uh, chases Spider-Man for an hour, you know, like, and yeah, I just, I would, I I would love that. And I, I keep, uh, I keep pushing that. I I don't know if they'll ever listen to me, but
1: I think it'd be, it would be absolutely fun. And it's, it's neat to see again, since the last time, you know, a lot of, uh, different games have been coming out. We get to see the Marvel Ultimate Alliance game. You get to, you know, see yourself reprise your role of Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and yes. that whole the no you know, pun intended, the web of it all, how everything yeah. is starting to be connected again with the gamerverse, I think it'd be really neat. And I don't even know, you know, if anything could be talked about it, but with the uh with Spider Man being in the PS four and five version of Avengers, fingers crossed, right. like a lot of people have, you know, have hoped that it is your version because your version's friggin' cool. So
2: well, thank you. And and I love how they've I mean, they've really set it up with with, you know, with just the how they've doubled down on the multiverse. They can literally pull in anybody from anywhere and not ruin continuity. They can be like, "Uh, ah, it was a multiverse. you know, it was it was the Spider-verse. It was a multiverse. It was an alternate timeline. It was, you know, anything. Uh yeah, there was a variant. Um so <laughs> So they've really opened it up to I mean I mean just look at the, the trailer for the new for the new uh, Spider-Man you know, for No Way Home. Like literally anything could happen in that movie. They showed a bunch of stuff, but they could do anything at this point. Back in the old days they'd be like no, you can't do that because that would break this continuity You have to retcon this and you know whatever. But now they can literally do anything and just be like, Ah, eh, multiverse." You know? <laughs>
1: And the word variant, you know, I was going to bring it up, you know, in regards to the show Loki, it's it's such a unique kind of thing now where that variants are even now reflected in our world because people say, you know, oh, you see this person cosplaying as so-and-so. That's a variant from this multiverse. It's like now everything, even our world, is continuity or connected into the continuity of the Marvel Universe. It's...
2: it's right. And... And and I love that it's a it's a term that already comes from comic books or I mean I, I'm sure it wasn't invented by comic books but you know variants to me were always like oh that was a special cover um, you know that wasn't the normal cover that was the variant cover you get if you were you know if you were getting you know if you have a subscription you were getting it at home versus what you're going to get in the shop uh, I love it I love it
0: That was the same thing for me hearing the word variant for the first time and then immediately right after that same. I'm thinking oh ka ching it's more money
2: right <laughs> I know. I was one of those comic book collectors, like back in the day when I was in high school. I was like, oh, I gotta buy multiple episodes or multiple issues of this because I, you know, it's, it's a limited print run, and then I'm gonna sell it. And I'm gonna make a whole bunch of money, and but I'm too much of a collector, and I did that and never ever sold any of my comics because I I could never bear to part with them, and so it never really made a difference. <laughs> you know, it was it was not a wise financial decision. Let's just put it that way.
1: And in regards to Wise financial decisions. Yes, Yuri, you got some new video games coming out real soon.
2: I yes, I've I've had some and some some more coming out and obviously you know it's it's tough to talk about the the ones that that will come out someday because they don't like us to do that, but um, but yeah, there's there's stuff out there.
1: Literally minutes after the Spider-Man 2 uh, trailer had come out, I sent you an email with the subject line. Howdy Redux. And it was because of the fact I had previously sent you an email saying in the subject line, Howdy, because we're all about originality here. And in regards to the fact I used the word Redux, you had made the comment, that's really interesting that you used that word. Now, why is that? Uh,
2: Because, and thank you for that opener, because I love to talk about this. Um, I did a show, a sci-fi show a couple of years ago called Orbital Redux. And it was on a platform. Uh, Legendary Digital had a platform that was kind of short-lived. And so not a lot of people got to see our show. And I was always sad about that because what we were doing is it was a weekly sci-fi show. Live action uh, where it was performed live from start to finish. It was edited on the fly. You know, it was edited while we were shooting it. The music was being performed by a band on the stage as we were doing it. Um, all the all the, it was it was it was it was crazy. I you know it was all the 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 sound effects, all the foley were happening in real time. All the visual effects you're seeing are happening at the same time. If something, all the practical effects, if something blows up on the ship, it's because we were blowing it up on the ship in my face, and uh and and as if that weren't complicated enough because this was already the most the highest tightrope walk i've ever done as a you know as an actor um the the people who were watching it live in the chat could at times suggest a different direction for the show so we would have to prepare branching storylines based on what the people watching (laughs) voted on uh so it was nuts and it was you know it was this huge live thing but not a lot of people got to see it, and I always thought, well, that you know, that's a shame. We put so much time into this. But uh, a couple of years later, we decided, you know, when the rights had reverted back to us, we thought, you know, we've got all the footage because while it was live, we were, we were recording it. Um, let's cut together the best possible versions of these episodes, and if they stand on their own without that live gimmick, if you can call it a gimmick, um, we'll find, we'll try to find a home for them so that people can watch the show, uh, and. We cut it together and we're like shit this is you know this is still a good show on its own so we partnered with dust uh which not a lot of people have heard of dust is like a, a sci-fi uh content aggregator uh they've they've got another service called alter which is a horror uh themed one but this is the sci-fi one and you've probably already got if you've got a smart tv the dust app is probably buried on there somewhere uh but you can you know you can download the app you can just go to watchdust.tv you can go to their YouTube channel whatever look for Orbital Redux it's eight episodes of like pure you know hard sci-fi uh, drama I guess you'd call it uh, but it was it was so great and I, I'm, I'm just so happy that we can finally uh, because that just came out last month uh, or it was just uh, released on Dust last month I'm just so happy that people can finally see it is really really what i'm getting at
1: i'm actually downloading the app right now to my ipad so outstanding <laughs> just trying to remember um, what my password is <laughs>
2: that's 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 like that's classic me right there
1: let's see if um, it's this one
2: i'll just ha- i'll just have to change it again i guess
1: probably
0: <laughs> see this is um, live
1: too yeah. somehow
0: This show is brought to you by our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash themarvelists. And on the $3 tier, you'll get access to episodes early and ad-free. The $5 tier gets you our two bonus shows. One, Fantastic Voyage where we dissect and just talk about the 102 issues, one by one, although if it's a storyline more than one at a time, of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's amazing, incredible, spectacular, invincible, and fantastic run of the Fantastic Four, the world's greatest comic magazine. And two, you haven't read that? A show dedicated to the comic books that I haven't read yet. Some Marvel, some DC, all fun. And on the $8 tier, Pick a topic of your choosing, not a topping of your choice, or perhaps you can be a guest on The Marvelists. Above all else, we thank you for your continued support.
2: Um, and as, uh, you know, as you're watching the show, and I beg that you all watch the show, um, remember that at the time we were doing it live.
0: And that's going to make a difference, I think, too. Like you said, the way it came together... This is not the way yeah. it's usually been done, and somebody who's, like, observing it from a distance, not being immersed in it as the two of you are, you know, it does yeah. sound like a different experience. See, Eddie, when yeah. you said from a distance,
1: I was associating it with Anne Murray. Bet Midler! <laughs> Get it right, Dag nabbit! <laughs> yeah, but I got that those infomercials stuck in my head for, like, 25 years now. <sighs> Whatever. Oof.
0: From a
2: distance. So, so, so we're all about the same age, then? Yep, that works.
0: And it, it's funny, because the idea of, you know... Well, Excuse me, we are not. Just so point of reference. Oh, Eddie, you're a... okay.
2: Okay. No, I've been. Damn. I've been. Damn. I've been, I've been I'm called. am older, I'm older than you two,
0: then. then. I've Damn been. It. I've been called Peter's father in a couple instances. Man, where... what a great time that was,
1: by the way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> just the entire car ride back. So dad, <laughs> and just watching Eddie seethe the entire time was my favorite thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man.
2: And and yet we and yet we all appreciate good dad humor.
1: That... I think <laughs> man. so. I think we do. 100%.
2: Yeah. I mean, appreciate is a broad term. Yes, it is. I admit that. What's her name? I admit that. Is that a dad joke? I guess so. Yes. I think it is. I think it
1: is. Oh, waka waka waka, Eddie. (laughs) Thanks, Fozzie. Now, in regards to the live element of the show, what, what did you, what were like some of the key moments that you remember like being, oh crap, that's not supposed to happen? Or, oh, what a wonderful mistake that was that you know somehow managed to enhance everything
2: that's the you know that's the beauty of it um I I walked into there really you know kind of terrified uh and the way I I sort of sought you know some sort of solace in that was I realized that people would be tuning in to watch us mess up like they wanted to see it so so I went in thinking you know if if something messes up that's what they want to see anyway and we never we never had any catastrophic failures, but there are definitely little things in there. And and when I watch it, it's all I can obsess over. And I have to realize that the people watching it probably won't notice most of those things. There's a there's a moment in the in the first episode where I'm supposed to reach into a panel and grab a fuse and pull a fuse out to to stop this event. And then I pull out and and the uh, you know, the, the woman on moon station uh, says, you know, what, did, what did you do? How did you stop it? And I'm like, I pulled the fuse and I hold up the fuse. Now I reached in there to get the fuse like we had done in rehearsal and the fuse had gotten knocked off and rolled away somewhere into the bowels of the ship. It was gone. So I'm like, Oh shit, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pull out something or do I? And, and so I just pulled out my hand and, and just went with it. Just did it very confidently, and you may or may not even notice that I'm literally holding nothing in my hand. But now you can look for it.
1: Uh, give a uh, Robert Stack style update. I just wanted to give you all the updates saying I was in fact able to download Dust. So oh, here we so, are. So, so
2: so it's not fake. It does work.
1: I am looking uh, forward to giving that a watch tonight.
2: Oh great, great. I'm yeah. It's you know if you it's it's eight episodes. The whole thing, if you were to binge it, is like two and a half hours. Um, A a funny thing happened that that I did love because this is just reminded me of it. Um, I think the because people didn't really know what to expect from the show and they they didn't really know much about the show when they first started tuning in. The people who tuned in when they were allowed decisions, you know, to make decisions about the the, the future storylines or things that would happen to us in the story. They basically were messing with us. They were trying to mess us up. They were always choosing what they thought would be the hardest thing or the worst thing or the funniest thing in the beginning. But by the end of the series, you could tell their choices had changed. There was an investment in the characters at that point, and they, were, they felt for the characters and they were trying to help us. It was this really beautiful sea change that happened through the show, where in the beginning, you know, they were trying to screw us, and by the end, they were trying to help us. It was uh, it was super cool. It was super cool to see.
1: And the overall idea of doing a live show where the audience can vote on what's going on as the show is going on. Where could you? What kind of genres could you see that style of television benefit from as well?
2: Oh man, I think it could be applied to almost anything. To be honest, if you've got a fan base, if you've got an audience, they want to they want a piece of the show. I mean, look at just fandom in general. Like, they, they feel that they own it. And, you know, for better or for worse, and mostly worse. But if this is a case where you can allow that. And, you know, and it's exciting to see what happens. I mean, you could. I think you could do it with, with horror. You could, I mean, it definitely lends itself to genre stuff, which is my favorite stuff anyway. Um, but, I mean, I can't think of a, a genre you couldn't apply it to. Uh, And, you know, it might be the way things are done, you know, in the future. It's just, we're still figuring it out. I mean, we were definitely, we had, when we did this show, we went to see, you know, what we could use as sort of a template, and there wasn't one because nobody was stupid enough to do, you know, to do what we were trying to do. Uh, But I, I can only imagine, you know, with interactivity being, you know, as big a deal as it is these days. And, you know, and, and games being what they are, because games are that, you know, the games allow that type of control from the, you know, the player's hand. And so I'm sure, you know, as I'm sure it'll, it'll all sort of come together in some, you know, glorious hodgepodge of, you know, games and movies and TV and interactivity. I, I know they tried it on, on Netflix with, you know, Bandersnatch and, you know, some people have tried sort of that choose your own adventure style, um, It'll work it out eventually.
1: Yeah, because I've I've seen it with the uh, the pre made stuff already, but the adding in the live element, it adds such cool. an allure to it that you know you're just like, you have both you know the whole aspect of, oh something might mess up you know there's there is that element, but also just the element of. I kind of like the idea of being in control of this, and all these characters right in that moment, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh... Yeah, you know, I've done live theater before, but this was, this was different somehow. There were so many more moving parts. It felt like the stakes were much higher.
1: And again, I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, what this is, and just, you know, in the back of my mind, pretend that it's live, You know, be like, oh, wow, you know? Yeah. But-
2: or I, what I'd, I'd almost, you know, I'd almost love for people to forget that it was done live, for them to watch it and go, this is as good as any, you know, regular show, and then, and then to be reminded later, oh, right, and they did it live.
1: One thing from a technical standpoint, I don't know if you'd be able to answer this. Like, were you, you know, how were you guys given the cues of like, all right, we're going to go in this direction now?
2: A lot of rehearsal. Wow. Uh, yeah, we, we rehearsed the hell out of it uh, during the week. And then we would, you know, sort of run the show sort of as a rehearsal from from that morning of, you know, the day we'd be doing it live. And we'd run it and we'd run it, we'd run it, we'd run it. We'd run it. And then on the last one, we'd just be live. And it, it, was a, it was a ballet of cameras because we had about 10 cameras rolling at any given time. About six of those cameras had human operators, so they were moving these cameras around. Uh, and the ship was built in a way to, to facilitate that so cameras could be hiding behind monitors and screens in the ship that would swing open like doors, and the camera would poke through. And as you know, you, they were turning it around from the other side, the, that camera operator would have to pull out and then slam that that door shut so that when you 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 know the the camera on the opposite side fired up, or they cut to that camera, you wouldn't see the operator you know running away, um and and it did happen a couple times we caught the camera a few times, but uh, it was it was a lot of rehearsal, um
1: yeah with the show, and like all those you know unused uh, you know unused scenarios and whatnot, I would imagine that like maybe there were. You know, characters that were not able to make their debut because the the audience did not pick that decision.
2: That is actually true. You 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 might see a hint of a character, uh, but that character you you got to sort of either choose: is this does this character become bigger? or Does that character become bigger? Um, or, and and so yeah, you would you might get a, a taste of it, but you didn't get what the full thing would have been. Or and we did find that we would be rewriting. The scripts based on things that had happened that day. The director, who was also the writer, um, would be like, "Oh, well, they chose that. You know, that actually changes some things down the line. I guess I better go back to the drawing board a little bit." Um, so it was, it was a very organic. Like the story was a very organic thing.
1: Would you say like there was a lot of uh, improvisational stuff involved as well? Uh,
2: you know, not not as much as you might think. Uh, it was it was all. I mean, while while the audience could dictate certain things the 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 show itself like the story itself pretty much knew where it was going so we would always sort of have a script for something there there were moments that were sort of left open to improv but we always had to come back to the story because we had a very specific story we wanted to tell
0: in terms of how much work and how many people involved in this i can't even imagine how much how much time it took to get it to the final product and of that length just by comparison?
2: It it was it was a beast a monster and thankfully they just if you if you go to watch it on Dust uh, we just put up last week um, a behind the scenes like sort of like a mini featurette I think it's like a nine or ten minute featurette that showed what went on behind the scenes so you can get an idea of sort of the the massive undertaking that it was now, you know we built this. We built a spaceship out, you know, a spaceship set that I could, you know, and the rest of the, you know, the other cast members could live in. And it was built from real, like, aircraft parts and old, uh, you know, like the, the seats are our pilot seats were from from, a I think, a submarine killer, a submarine hunter aircraft. That the the director like sourced like some of the stuff that I don't know how he sourced it like I mean eBay is a remarkable place as far as being able to find weird stuff, but he had like pieces from and and things from like Russian spacecraft like old Russian spacecraft that probably astro like Soviet cosmonauts probably stole and are just selling on eBay now, (laughs) so it was uh, the 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 detail was was amazing and having all that real like tactile stuff. That I could grab and you know push buttons on and it would light up and monitors that worked you know were were such a gift from an acting standpoint you usually don't get that kind of stuff everything's like fake uh, and this was all like cobbled together from real stuff it's really cool
1: and you mentioned you know the bizarre stuff you can find on eBay just you know a little aside if you go on eBay and type it in you can find a branding iron for a cow in the shape of Kermit the Frog. Just a a heads up. That's shown up numerous times now in the, are you sure you don't want to buy that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't want to spend $150.
2: (laughs) Of course. Thanks, eBay.
1: But another thing uh, you mentioned, by the way, since, you know, the last time you were here, you know, things get added on to the show and whatnot. You mentioned a submarine. And I think some of the audience may know where I'm going with this right now, Eddie especially. Have you ever? No, don't you dare take my line. (laughs) Anyway, Yuri... I'm going to ask you this in two parts, one for yourself okay. and one for the character of Peter Parker. Have okay. you ever been in a submarine? Now answer for yourself and for Peter Parker.
2: I have been in a submarine. Uh, I have never been in a functioning submarine in the water, but I have been, I, I did a, a film that they shot on a, a a submarine that they've got docked in in Long Beach, um, and of course I've been on you know the submarines that they have at you know, Disney World. Uh, now, you know I me mean, as 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 Peter Parker, you would think that I would have at some point had to fight somebody on a submarine, and the simple fact of the matter is, I never have, and now I'm going to be looking for villains that that might have a submarine i mean you know they call him submariner but he's i don't think he's ever been on a submarine either to be honest he's probably
0: destroyed a few here and there
2: yes that that much is true but now you've got me wanting to find uh more you know more villains that have their own submarines i'm not aquaman for god's sake
1: now in regards to the submarine question thank you for your time (laughs) yes of course, of course. Exit it out. Thank you for your time. Now, Eddie,
0: for your time. where do you go from there? I mean, geez, the submarine. Well, how many, uh, how many leagues can we go? Twenty thousand. Oh. <coughs> there are. Um, <laughs> is that the right number? I think so. Yes, it was. Okay, it's this head cold thing going on. <laughs> uh, I do believe there are at least a couple of villains who who have their own submarines. <laughs> to be, to be, I think the Red Skull might be one, but you know, it's a U-boat. Yeah, he is German. That's the idea. Yeah. All
2: right. And yeah, and and but Black Manta is is of course the wrong universe.
1: That is the distinguished competition. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: By the way, you know, you are so heavily associated with the House of Ideas of Marvel. Would there ever be, mm-hmm. you know, like Rocksteady Games are always doing the different DC games. C- could you see yourself playing a character in the Distinguished Competition? And if so, who would it be?
2: Oh, in in a heartbeat. Um, I mean if Ryan Reynolds can do it if he can straddle those two worlds then so can I. Um I man I and I've I've always and I I've, I've said it before I'll say it again you know I've I've always wanted to play Batman. Uh but my voice lends itself more to Robin than it ever would to Batman. So so I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I was going to uh,
1: say Nightwing yeah. 110% you are night
2: Yep. Yeah, I would uh, and uh and I I yeah, I, w- I, w- I would love to do that. Although, um you know, we could stay on the Marvel side and I could play Moon Knight, uh, who is who is one of my favorite. He's gonna Marvel hit the floor. Characters. I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna throw the money just at this idea. That's a wonderful idea. <laughs> one hundred and ten percent, one hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, <laughs> three hundred dollars.
2: I think we can make a. I think we can make a moon knight video game for three hundred dollars. Come on, guys. I think we got some costumes out in the barn. We can do this. <laughs>
1: We just use cardboard uh, crescent moons, you know, just flinging them yeah, at yeah, people. Yeah, I got a protractor here. Come on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I'm I'm excited. You know, as as a you know longtime Moon Knight fan, I'm excited to see what the the live action show they're putting together is going to be.
1: Well, it's funny because at uh, New York Comic Con 2019, the final you know one before the lost year, yeah. we ended yes. up uh, partaking in Square Enix's uh, Avengers press conference uh, event, private mm-hmm. event, and like one of the comments that I asked was like you know, during the Q&A part I go a lot of characters are going to be available as DLC does this mean the possibility of Moon Knight and the oh. person conducting the, the uh, press conference Q&A was just like you're not the first person asked ask that today and this was like I think the good. second or third you know uh, meeting of the day I'm like thank you good good
2: that makes me happy
1: more Moon Knight well I want you know a special uh, uh, mission where he can finally get his money back from Dracula that big effing <laughs>
2: That would be amazing, uh, and then there was also that that arc where where he hangs out with uh, with uh, Spider Man and Wolverine, and but then you realize he's just you know crazy and just thinks that he is, and he's playing all those characters, and that that was a great that's a, that was a that was a great book. I think I still have, I have the trade for that. Uh, it's so good.
1: That's it's the so Brian good. Michael Bendis run from two thousand eleven. Again, I'm Loony for Mooney. Believe me. <laughs>
2: Ah, yes. Yes.
1: I uh, 100% on this end as well, you know. Obviously, I'm excited for the Moon Knight show and there's again so much fun stuff that's you know coming down the pipeline for Marvel. What what else are you excited for yeah. from uh the Marvel Cinematic Universe both on film and on the award-winning Disney Plus?
2: I you know, I am uh I'm I'm just excited that they're they're dipping into characters that we never thought would get their own shows and so on. I'm, I'm, I'm really anxious to see the, the Hawkeye just because, you know, My Life is a Weapon or, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, that that new show that, that was based on the the, the amazing run. Um, I, I'm really curious to see how that comes together because it is, it's difficult for me to translate that comic into motion. Like, it is such a story for comics. Like, to... To, to read, you know, from page to page. And I'm I'm really curious. Uh, I can't wait. And I love, you know, we're back back to the, how uh, the Miles Morales was, you know, a Christmas game. I, I love that this is a Christmas show, uh, at least from, you know, the, the, the trailer would lead us to believe. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, it's almost too much to keep up with. I haven't finished all of the shows. I haven't, you know, I'm not caught up with everything because it's, it's literally coming too fast for me to keep up with it. I'm almost mad
1: at it. (sighs) I think it's cool to be able to see also that element of, hey, let's just take these chances and make these characters that, you know, otherwise 10, 15, 20 years ago, no one would have, you know, given a chance. Like, again, and for those of you playing the Marvelous bingo game, here comes a part for you to use. I, you know, as someone with a Star-Lord tattoo, it's one of those things where... I never expected that, you know, first off to have that on my body, be like, Oh, why are you doing this to me? But also just, you know, these characters, they managed to, again, they managed to make a household name out of Groot and rocket raccoon. That's yeah. That's really strong. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, and I'm very excited to see what that next, you know, what that next sort of, you know, property or character that only the most hardcore know about breaks out you know whether it's squirrel girl or you know whatever that character is um i love it and you know much like with with shang chi which i which arguably i have not seen yet because i'm not going to theaters yet but i i I, you know i hear is great i think going to properties that a lot of people don't already have you know it's not like a spider-man or an avengers um there's there's so much more it feels like you can do with it without fear of you know people saying "Ah, you broke it um so so i don't know i think you know they've got all the money in the world they can do whatever they want i'm just sort of some of it's going to work and some of it isn't but i'm i'm excited even to see the stuff that isn't you know
1: you mentioned squirrel girl and a squirrel girl game would you know kick nuts as well
2: yes it would have we got another Have we got another 300 bucks we'll make that game too
1: (laughs) oh sorry best i can do is 250.
2: You know what, we'll make it anyway. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and again, just there's so much fun to be able to see what we can be able to experience as fans of all of this. And when, you know, the PS4 Spider-Man game came out, there were characters that I never expected to see in a video game. And, you know, yeah. Mr. Negative especially is like yeah. one of those, like, holy crap. And you, you fall in love with the character in a villain sense of you're just like, He's such a great villain. He's a dick. I hate him. But yet you yep. you are gravitated towards that character and like when I saw when I played the game afterwards I'm like I got to track down as much Mr. Negative stuff as humanly possible. Right? I know. It's a blast and being able to talk to you about this stuff as well is an absolute blast.
2: Well, thanks. I'd love talking to you guys.
1: Thank you. And we of course when uh Spoderman number two is released. <laughs> yes. We would love to be able to speak with you again. Fingers crossed. You know. I'm literally doing yeah. that right now. I'm also gonna wave at you again.
2: I'm 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 both crossing my fingers and waving at you, which is a really weird wave. Um but but yes, yes. I know I can see it. You're you're sitting right across
1: Thank from me. Thank you. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I don't see you. What?
0: No, it's me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we look the same, Eddie.
0: I think so, only older. <laughs> Tell you what, yes, that is exactly right. No, nope. it is. It is great. You know what, and Yuri, if nothing else, it's better than Peter and I just talking to ourselves the whole time.
1: Before we wrap this episode up, how can people get a hold of you on them? Their social medias.
2: Uh, I am easily stalked on the internets by going to at Yuri Lowenthal, either on uh, Instagram or Twitter. I have recently gone over to the dark side of TikTok, but I'm really bad at it. Um, so I don't. I don't even know if you should. Uh, I think. I, I, I think I'm. The Yuri Lowenthal on TikTok. See, I don't even know my handle anymore. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm easily found there. I, I respond probably most on Twitter. Um, although I've been trying to spend less time on social media, I find it uh, better for my state of mind, <laughs> general well-being. Uh, so, if I, so if I don't get back to every comment, you'll know I'm probably taking a break.
1: Well, I just followed you back, or I just followed you on uh, TikTok, and I see you had a mustache oh, at one point fairly recently.
2: I did, you know, that's the Spider Cop mustache right there. There it is.
1: I'm 100 percent down with that, Eddie. If you, if, you,
2: if you want to see the Spider Cop mustache, go to TikTok.
1: I see it. So now Yuri, once again, thank you for speaking with us today. Absolutely. And
0: Eddie. Oh, me too. Yeah. What? Well, I, I like
1: your continued <laughs> success line. That, you know, you. Oh, say you want people. to throw that in there? I Yuri, enjoy it.
0: Yuri, second timer, and proud to say it. Thank you for he- again bearing with with the episode and uh lots of continued success in that world of gaming that you do
2: thank you
1: eddie did jazz hands by the way that was wonderful
2: oh, so good
1: <laughs> for the marvelists i'm peter melnick
0: i'm Yuri Lowenthal, and i'm eddie wilson excelsior